0: See
1: your lessons for living. Understand it's foolish to try and outsmart God. God, I'm going to do an end around about you. You're not going to do an end around about God. He knows you. Notice 1 Corinthians 3:19. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scripture says, he traps the wise in the snare of their devices. You can't outsmart the all-knowing God. And so don't even try. Just be open and honest with Him. That's what God wants.
0: We should be learning to look at the things that can't be seen and training ourselves not to look so much at the things that can be seen. We're part of two different worlds. We're part of this physical, natural, and temporal world. The natural world can be seen and experienced with our natural senses. However, as Christians, we're also a part of a spiritual, supernatural, and eternal world. This spiritual world is just as real, but cannot be seen with our natural human eyes. But we serve a God that is all-knowing, and nothing is hidden from Him. Now, let's join Pastor Mark with our continuing study entitled, The Real Invisible World.
1: Now take a look at that little nation, Israel. How did nation Israel get started? Well, God chose Abraham to start the nation of Israel. It was his people. They were supposed to be salt and light for all the pagan world. The minute that happened, Satan hated Israel. Because it wasn't only that they were going to give truth of the one true God, but through that little nation would come the Savior of the world. So Satan, right from the beginning, tried to destroy that all the way until Jesus went to the cross. So here's what you need to understand this morning. As we look at ISIS, as we look at all the crazy stuff happening in the world, it isn't really just about the nations around uh, the world near there. It's all on this. If you want to know what end times is about, When the world is going to end, it's about one thing. The nation of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, and the Temple Mount. See, in the Temple Mount right now, there's a Muslim mosque. God, we don't know how it's going to happen, another whole teaching, but God's going to allow the Antichrist to build a Jewish temple right there. And that's where the end of the world comes. Now, all that has to take place, and it's lining up. So it isn't about us. By the way, ISIS does have a plan. Evil does have a plan. They want to make a caliphate out of the United States. They want everybody to come under uh, Sharia law. Why? Because it's not run by ISIS. Who is ISIS run by? Satan Satan himself. You say, "Well, Pastor Mark, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. What is Satan's one goal? You'll learn it next week. To steal, to kill, and destroy. Case closed. This is not about God, but it's about Israel. But we're involved with it because we've blessed Israel all these years. So we're going to see a battle this morning that's physical. It's still physical today. Heads chopped off, all those kind of things. Now watch what happens in our story. True story. Verse 8. Now the king of Syria was at war with Israel. Just what I showed you thousands of years ago. And after conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. So here we move inside the tent of the king. He's meeting with his strategic officers and they're coming up with a plan for another raid Into Israel. And he says, here's where we're going to go. We're going to camp on this area. We're going to surprise them. We'll be able to defeat them a little bit. Do this and that and the other. And and take crops back and do all those kind of things. We want to strike them unexpectedly. Now look at verse 9. And the man of God. Now just look at me for the moment. The man of God is Elisha. A prophet of God. Really the king of Israel wasn't too godly. But Elisha was very godly. So watch what happens. Elisha, the man of God, sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place. And he would give the details of exactly where Syria and the enemy army would be. He said, beware of passing that place because the Arameans, the the Syrians, are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on that place, indicated by... Elisha, the man of God. And time and time again, so it wasn't once, over and over again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. So what's happening? Look at me. Here's the plan. We're going down to this area, and we're going to do a surprise attack on Israel. And somehow, before they could attack, Elisha, the prophet, would hear from God. We'll talk about that in a moment. He would spend the word and send the word to the king of Israel. Don't go to that area. Don't. It's dangerous. They're going to be waiting for you. Don't go to that area. Stay wise. They're mobilizing the troop. Every single time that the enemy arrived, Syria, there was nobody to fight. Now watch what happens. It's 007 time. It's incredible. It's good stuff. Watch it. Verse 11 This enraged the king of Syria. And he summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? What is he thinking? He says, there's a spy in Syria. There's somebody in Syria. There's a 007. There's a traitor. And every time he hears the plans, he goes to the enemy And he squeals on us and he gives the plan. So he says to his men, look out among find this traitor because it's destroying our warfare. Now, they go and look at the response in verse 12. The answer was, none of us, my lord the king, said one of his officers. There's no spies. We're all for you. We're all for Syria. It's not from within the camp. Then he says this, but Elisha the prophet of Israel, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in the most private place we could have in your bedroom. Now, that's another old sermon in your bedroom. as a married sermon, but I'm not going there today. Okay. So what does the officer say? The officer says to his king, there's no inside leak. There's no spy. There's no 007. But there is a prophet in Israel named Elisha who somehow knows of our plans and keeps Israel's king informed and 100% safe. So what are you seeing there? You're seeing the physical world, plans made, we're moving to this place. They get there and somehow God has taken the plan to Elisha and then he physically gets it to the king. Well, how does that work? You're seeing the physical world and the spiritual world. How did Elisha know every time exactly what the king, the enemy king had planned? Did he have the king's bedroom bugged? Did he have a hidden camera there? Did he have a guy with an iPad going, here's where they're at, Instagram. Here's the picture. No, they didn't have any of this kind of stuff. There was no way to do any of that. There's no spy. Elisha's not in the camp. He's far away. So what happened? God supernaturally informed Elisha every time, every time of the plans and the places. And then Elisha tells the king so that the lives could be saved. See, this was a revelation from God in heaven to Elisha on earth. And it's an example to us of the real invisible world. I don't know whether God spoke it to Elijah directly or to his spirit, but I want you to write this down this morning. This is important to you. You just see the physical and the the visible world, and you've just read about the invisible world. Understand that God is all-knowing. Nothing is hidden from him. You remember, he says, the enemy, one of the enemy soldiers said, I mean, In your bedroom, King, where you're making these private plans, nobody can hear them. It's impossible. We don't have a spy. That's not a problem for God. Can I say to you this morning, if you're here and you're not really a Christian, but your spouse thinks you are and your friends think you are, you think you're getting away with it, you're not getting away with anything. There's nothing hidden from an all-knowing God. Now, see, the enemy didn't understand that. But we need to understand that. So there is an invisible world that's just as real as the visible world. Now, the Bible says laughter is a good medicine. Is a good medicine. So I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I don't want you to give him one of these, ha-ha, ha I want you to give me an old belly laugh and, ah, terrific. <laughs> Praise God. If those of you that are just turning in, no, we're not crazy. We're just having fun together. Now, I, I want you to do that for this. By the way, you, you feel better already, don't you? Praise God. Some of you haven't laughed for a long time. Maybe you need to do it again. I mean, I want you to laugh because I want you to see how stupid man's wisdom is. Now, let me see if I can set it for you because I know you'll get it. When you get it, I want you to start laughing at all the campuses. Now, what did we just discover? The king makes secret plans. How many times does God find out about the secret plans and tell Elijah? How many times? Every time. Every time. Okay. Now, watch what this stupid man does look at verse 13 so his solution is if Elijah knows go find out where he is so I can send men and capture him I'll I'll let that sink in for a moment okay every time that I make a plan God warns Elisha so here's the smart thing we're going to do. I want you to go find out where he is so I can go and capture him. Duh. What would the normal response be? Would God tell Elisha, move from there? Say yes. So come on, let's laugh together. Ah, that's stupid. But you're going to see that God wants to. Him. So he comes up with this amazing plan, this sneak attack on God. And you're going to see in a moment, he's going to make sure it's a sneak attack, because he's going to do it in the dark. <laughs> wow. Great plan. What? Well, here we go. We're funny people. All right. So you see the foolish is a man here. He, the king says to go to his man, go find out where Elijah is. Sneak attack is coming. We're going to capture him. And they find out, look at the end of verse 13. The report came back. He's in Dothan, not Alabama, Dothan, Israel. Now, first part of his plan, perfect. I know where he is. Look at verse 14. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. And they went by, say it with me, by night. There's the second part of the plan. Secret and in the dark. And they surrounded the city. The second part of the plan is now to go in the dark. And surround the city. Because they know in the dark, nobody can see them. It's coming, isn't it? God doesn't wear bifocals. He doesn't have night glasses from the military. God has no trouble seeing any time, anywhere, any place, any conditions. God sees when we are in need. He knows Elisha is in need. He could rescue him by moving him instantly. He had done that the day before. But he doesn't. He has another plan. Now, to be honest, Elisha doesn't know about any of these things happening. Can I tell you that life is like that? You and I never know when we're going to get one of these. Or a phone call. Or a lab report. We'll never know. God knows. And God, watch me, God's already arranging in the background a solution. So there'll be no fear in Elisha. Understand how amazing our God is. So he's got to have something working out and you're going to see it in a moment. So could you write down this this morning? The reason we laughed, you need to understand this principle. Understand it's foolish to try and outsmart God. God, I'm going to do an end around about you. You're not going to do an end around about God. He knows you. Notice 1 Corinthians 3.19. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scripture says, he traps the wise in the snare of their devices. You can't outsmart the all-knowing God. And so don't even try. Just be open and honest with him. That's what God wants. He wants you to know who he is and his character. We'll talk about that when we obviously unpack God. Now, watch what happens. Elisha has a servant. And notice verse 15. When the servant... Of the man of God got up that next morning. The the next morning, the, the servant of Elisha gets up, normally as he does every day, gets a cup of coffee, goes sit out on the front porch, has his iPad, and he's kind of reading the news and catching up on what happens. And all of a sudden, look what happens. And when he went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. What's his reaction? Help! Oh, my Lord. He's going to go in and tell him. They've surrounded the city where Elisha and the servant is. The plan is there. And, and when he looks to the hills, the morning before, the hills are beautiful. The sun's come up. When he looks today, there's troops and horses and chariots everywhere. The whole city was surrounded by the enemy. Now, his first reaction, his first reaction, look at it. Oh, my Lord. What shall we do? His first reaction is fear. Now, why is it fear? Because he's looking at which world? Visible or invisible? He's looking at the visible. He, just like you and I would be. What? We're done. We're finished. There's no hope. The, by physical sight and physical hearing, he's now fearful for his life. And he immediately goes to tell Elisha what he saw. Basically, he's going to say to Elisha, we're done, we're finished, it's over. Somehow during the night, the enemy discovered where we're at, we're dead. Because they were not only trying to really affect the king, they were trying to kill Elisha because he, they knew what he was doing. Now, look at verse 16. I want you to circle these three words in your Bible. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, don't Be afraid. Don't fear. One of the most common commands from God, from Genesis to Revelation. But let's be honest. We're all people that fear often. Some of you have a fear this morning. You could name it for me. Some of you are doing fine. Wait till next week. There's things that we fear. It's just life. So, this prophet says, don't be afraid. Now, why? Look at his statement. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you see the servant? Oh, I feel better. There's you and me, and we're more than them. Are you nuts? Say, what are you looking at here? Wake up. But what did Elisha see? The invisible. Do you got it? The real invisible world. His servant didn't see it. Didn't make any sense to him at all. So Elisha, first thing he says is, Ah, no, he doesn't say that at all. He says, there's no reason to fear. Because there's, there's more with us than what you see surrounding. Now, let's be honest. That doesn't make any sense in the natural. Two people? Doesn't make any sense in the natural. Against an army? Doesn't make any, absolutely no sense. By the way, been to Israel many times. Many of the wars that Israel fought, these kind of things happened in the war over and over and over again. Angels came. And people are getting ready to defeat little teeny Israel, all the surrounding nations. It's documented. They don't understand it. They they just know a God, they don't believe like we believe. But many times the enemy would come and they would leave instantly. The people were basically done. They had a few tanks left, it's over with. And they said to them later, why later on years later, why did you leave? Well the army that was there with you it was like three or four tanks. It's just over See, same principle. God shows up in the invisible. We don't even know. They don't know. They saw it. So in this particular case, watch what happens. And this next verse is what I'm praying for you and for me during this series. Every one of us. Look what Elijah, and he does this. He prays. And verse 17. And Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Now, what kind of eyes are we talking about? invisible eyes, open his spiritual eyes, then the Lord answered the prayer, then the Lord opened his servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire, angels, all around Elisha. Now when he saw that, what do you think he said? I'm sticking with you, Elisha, baby, I'm sticking with you, right there. Because he saw why Elisha wasn't afraid. Now, Elisha knew God's invisible army was more powerful than any visible army. You and I need to know the same. We'll sing it again at the end. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always, always, always by my side. You see... Elisha was not looking through his natural visible eyes. He was looking through the invisible eyes of faith. We are to see life through eyes of faith. We live by faith, not by sight. Of course, when we're driving home today, we use natural sight. But in the spiritual realm, we're men and women of faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when we sing this song, you have to believe that God will come through. Faith reveals that God is doing more for us than we could ever realize through physical sight. See, all that was happening. Those angels that had surrounded Elisha came instantly from heaven. Boop, dumb, there. And you might look and go, that's impossible. Well, of course it is. It's supernatural. So human eyes cannot really see spiritual truth. Faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why we teach the word of God. So God opened the servant's eyes and he sees this invisible world, unseen angelic armies of God. And because of that, he was no longer afraid. That's what I'm trying to get for you and me. Because we're fearful people when things happen. And we can learn that behind our circumstances, oh hallelujah, God's at work. God's at work, he's faithful, you'll sing it. Now, I'm not going through all the rest of the verses. I'll give you a little summary of what happens. More amazing miracles. Elisha says to God, Okay, here, God, please temporary blind this Syrian army. So God instantly takes the army that's getting ready to attack, and he blinds them. Can you imagine them going, Hey, and the whole army, how, how good is a blind army? Not too good. And so he actually leads them to the king. A blind, like a little child. They're all blind. And God supernaturally does it, and, and they go to the, to the king. And, and then Eli- the king kind of wants to kill him. I mean, he's got the, the army there. And Elisha says, no, God says, if you'll be kind to them, which is an unusual thing here, and, and feed them and send them home, they won't hardly ever attack again.
0: What a difference our lives would be if we all walked with spiritual eyes. We would be able to see the invincible army of angels that are at work every day in our lives. Pastor Mark told us that if we are Christ followers, then we should be able to walk with those eyes also. We're to see life through eyes of faith. God will always come through for us. That's a promise that he makes to those that follow him. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The title of this message is The Real Invisible World. Or if you'd like, you can just remember today's date. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue this series on The Real Invisible World. Our battle is not against the seen world, but against the unseen world. This battle is not against our bodies, but it is for the souls of men. We will all live somewhere forever. Pastor Mark will ask, where will you live forever? Are you going to be with Jesus or with Satan? We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time. As Pastor Mark continues sharing our message entitled, The Real Invisible World.
1: Our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear Your Lessons for Living Lord, let us hear Your Lessons for Living